The week had been stormy in every way, but morning arrived with the optimism of dry window panes. Il Conte approached the Contessa as we were about to leave for our first walk of the day. A hopeful sign. There'd been little touching for a long time. Not like the beginning. There once was hardly space for even a small dog to slip between them. Now, great chasms opened on the bed, and the couch was never occupied by more than one. The mood must have struck the Count, as pleasant weather tends to fortify an impulse. As he placed a palm on her shoulder, his other hand swept the curve of her waist until it found a slender thigh. I sensed their quickened hearts, but for some reason the Contessa shrugged it off. Only a cool stare returned his favor. The Count's fingers, marooned there between trial and error, hesitated long enough to be brushed away as she passed through the open door. The Contessa's voice was stern. Shimuni, vieni qui. I followed at her heels, looking back at the Count as we boarded the elevator. He was pale with dejection, brows raised and chin hanging, as though he were a child who had lost its kite to the wind. I hated to see him suffer, but couldn't blame the woman. Dog wrote the book on faithfulness. The Count had strayed. There was strange dog all over his clothing. I dealt with the infringement of another canine as best I could. Exactly why the Count had wandered, I didn't know. What I did know, the fate of a simple shared chromosome seemed to make the Contessa unhappy with us both. And if she wasn't happy, no one was happy. Even though I loved the man, for this I too was irritated with Il Conte. The elevator opened to a long passageway onto the street. Dirt swirled at my feet, and motorini buzzed like summer flies through the busy via, nipping at my toes. Sterling tags danced and clattered at my collar. As I stepped away from the frenzy of traffic to look up at our apartment, an old woman pushed her broom to the edge of a sixth-floor terrace. As the shutters below banged open, a puff of soot fell like smoke past the Count. As he leaned over a fourth-story sash, a swath of inky hair across one eye. His voice boomed across the narrow street. Cara! Collect my shirts on your way back. Do it yourself, the Contessa snapped. An aristocratic accent wrapped her words as nicely as putty-colored cashmere wrapped her shoulders. Gold bracelets on her wrist shuddered as she waved a finger at the Count. My chest tightened. The woman's wrath grew like wisteria on a summer terrace, full and pervasive. Though she lacked the advantage of a keen nose, there was little doubt she knew what I knew. He slammed the shutters closed, and an angry echo spanked the air. Paradox to the Latin male, the Count was born a subtle man. Doors thought twice before banging behind him, and women searched for meaning in his voice. No question lingered now. I cupped my ears tight against my head to muffle the noise, and trembled at the conflict like a cornered mouse. The hair on my flank quivered a nod to the stares from passers-by. They doubtless thought me abused, or, worse yet, a coward. I hated being judged on looks alone. I was, after all, of distinguished pedigree.
but that blue blood ran cold in my veins. The Contessa took my frequent display of shivers as a chill. She boosted the temperature of the apartment and made me wear a heavy coat to bed trying to cure them. Sweaty dreams and night pants followed, adding physical discomfort to my tattered emotions. She had no way to know it was despair that made me quake.